A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at uh1.com. This is an RNZ podcast. This week, blinded by the light, what could Bruce Springsteen mean to an English Pakistani kid? Listen to everything. I can feel it all right here. It's like Bruce knows everything I've ever felt, everything I've ever wanted. The eco documentary 2040 stresses some good news on the subject for a change. Everywhere you look, you will see incredible reasons for hope. You could feed 10 billion people with the protein from marine permaculture alone. Wow. And Jared Butler has to save yet another president in Angel Has Fallen. He had this perfectly planned. You're being charged with the attempted murder of the President of the United States. Can't you see? I'm being set up. Hello, I'm Simon Morris. When a friend asked me to name my favourite movie of 2019 so far, and I was honestly stumped for an answer, it seemed the right time to look back on the year and ask whether it's been a good one for storytelling. Well, has it? It depends on how you measure it, I suppose. On one level, it's the greatest year for stories ever. You think you know how the world works? The world is changing. This was the year of the record-breaking Avengers Endgame on the big screen and the wildly controversial Game of Thrones climax on the smaller one. Both rated through the roof, even if they made their reputation off the works of, if not better people, then certainly other ones. Excuse me, I'm looking for some guy named Stan Lee. What? Spider-Man? Uh, Pam, hold my calls for a while. I I think I've finally gone crazy. The 20-odd Marvel Comics titles that led to the Avengers Endgame payoff pretty much owe it all to the late, great Stan Lee. What Stan lacked in literary merit, he more than made up for in imagination, creating or co-creating Iron Man, Thor, Spider-Man, the X-Men, and pretty much the whole Marvel portfolio. You freed your brother. You committed treason. Freed my brother. And you slaughtered a city. Meanwhile, the Game of Thrones TV series had long ago outstripped the books of its originator, George R.R. Martin. However, they cashed in this year, even if they did risk the fans' disappointment. But cashing in seemed to be one of the trends of 2019, whether it's all the Disney cover versions of their old hits or the endless list of movies with three or four after the title.
But the other unexpected cash-in trend this year was films based on old record collections, mostly based on the 60s and 70s. Not only was the first Mamma Mia a hit, it spawned a follow-up almost as successful. But ABBA wasn't the only 70s act to gain hit movies on its coattails. Last year saw the even more successful Bohemian Rhapsody, fuelled by the hits of Queen, and this year saw the same trick off the Elton John songbook, Rocket Man. The year also saw the Beatles given the cover version treatment by Richard Curtis yesterday. Oh, I believe in yesterday. Oh Why did you write that? I didn't write it. Paul McCartney wrote it. The Beatles. Who? John, Paul, George and Ringo, the Beatles. But there's every possibility that another British fan letter to a prolific songwriter featuring a South Asian young man may do even better. Let's face it, who doesn't love the boss, Bruce Springsteen? Bruce, the direct line to all this true in this shitty world. Seriously, thank me later. <laughs> Actually, that may not be a rhetorical question for the movie Blinded by the Light, based as it is on Springsteen worship. Bruce has been huge in the States for decades, and this film generated a fierce bidding war when it was launched at the Sundance Film Festival. Elsewhere, the boss is respected rather than obsessively loved, so can the intrinsic qualities of the story work even among Bruce sceptics? Springsteen. He's more what your dad listens to. Not my dad. Eliza's very picky on who she brings home. The more provocative, the better. What's provocative about Javed? Another trend is the socially conscious climate change documentary. Since they're mostly unanimous as to the problem and who caused it, in a nutshell, us, you wonder why they keep making films like 2040. But at least this one is attempting to offer solutions. I think we should get this invention, which sucks up all of the rubbish in the world and puts it in an intergalactic dimension. Cleaner water? That that would really make me happy. And the third trend on offer this year is the triumphant return of the rather stupid movie. Was Aquaman the first dumb and proud of it action movie this year? Was it Shazam, John Wick 3 or Godzilla, King of the Monsters? One thing's for sure, the latest one is the third outing of Jared Butler's Fallen series, Angel Has Fallen. There's been an assassination attempt on the president. Mike Bannon. You're being charged with the attempted murder of the President of the United States. The President's top guardian angel has fallen. Don't you see that I'm being set up? So, this week, three films all relying on outside reasons for any success they may have. And the first of these shirt-tail movies is the tribute to working-class hero Bruce Springsteen, Blinded by the Light. You should be listening to our music before you start getting confused and hating yourself. 
Back in 2002, two similar films came out in England, both dealing with young South Asian girls trying to fit in. I preferred Mira Siles' Anita and Me, set in the racist 70s, but the big hit was Bend It Like Beckham, written and directed by Gurinder Chada. Now Gurinder's back with a film where Bex is replaced by the boss. Make a wish, Vita. Kiss a girl and get out of this dump. Bruce is the direct line to all this true in this shitty world. Seriously, what does he know about our world? In fact, Blinded by the Light is rather similar to Gorinda's 2002 rival. Like Anita and Me, it's set in the past, the late 80s rather than the 70s, even if Bruce Springsteen was hardly a current hit at the time. Javid writes all the time. He's never had a girlfriend before. Is that against your religion? September 3rd, 1987. You've got wham boys, banana girls, and then there's me. Who here wants to be a writer? The writers that I admire make a difference. The story of Blinded by the Light is based on the real-life experiences of writer Safraz Manzur. His memoir depicted his life growing up in Luton, and yes, his writing career did take off when a Sikh friend introduced him to the songs of 70s American songwriter Bruce Springsteen. I listen to everything. I can feel it all right here. It's like Bruce knows everything I've ever felt, everything I've ever wanted. Meanwhile, our hero, named Javed in the film, has problems at home. Now, if you've ever seen a film about a young Pakistani kid growing up in Britain, you'll know what that problem is. Dad doesn't understand. Dad is a bully. The sooner our hero breaks away from Dad, the better. Listen, if you want to succeed, do what the Jews do. That's a bit racist, Dad. Stay away from the girls! Follow the Jews! But if you've seen any of these films, you'll also know that our hero is deeply committed to the family, meaning in this case, mum and his sister. The older generations struggle to pay for their children's education. The younger generation want to be part of what's going on. My poems, they're not brilliant, but they're mine. Do you think that this man sings for people like us? But he talks to me. You cannot be serious, mate. At school, Javed spends half his time writing for his inspirational teacher. There's always an inspirational teacher, in this case, played by Hayley Atwell. And the other half writing lyrics for his best mate, who's in an 80s boy band. Traps like us. Baby, we were born to run. Did you write that? I've told you before, your lyrics are rubbish. I didn't even rhyme! Javed's lyrics take a turn for the blue collar when he's introduced to Bruce Springsteen. The story of his obsession, where he sees links between the boss's songs and life in working-class Luton, is compared, likely, with the state of racism in Thatcher's Britain. The Cold War rages on. Reagan and Thatcher are still number one. But I'm stuck in Luton. No fun, freedom or future. But the story sticks pretty closely to the feel-good playbook. Set safely in the past, a fictitious love story brought in to soften the political satire and a big confessional speech at the end to bring the generations together for a great big hug. Bruce sings about not letting the hardness of the world stop you from letting the best of you slip away. I hope to build a bridge to my ambitions, but not a wall between my family and me. 
As I said, Blinded by the Light was a popular favourite among American distributors, driven as much by her love for Springsteen, he gave the film his seal of approval apparently, as for the rather toothless story. If you're blinded by your love of Bruce, you may equally love this film. But if you're looking for a script that's as sharp as the boss's lyrics, this may not be the place to start. If you don't try to fix this, we will lose our son for good. This guy is incredible. You've never heard lyrics like his. Is that Billy Joel? Billy Joel? You try and raise your kids right, Jay. It's a point of principle among the young that the planet we currently inhabit is doomed. In fact, the slightest deviation from the certainty of climate change and its fatal effect on the Earth is considered to be not just factually wrong, but almost heresy. Well, the trouble with this position, of course, is it tends to be a bit depressing. My name is Damon, and this is my daughter, Velvet. Her major concern right now is the elusive art of sleep direction. But soon, she'll have to face a rapidly deteriorating environment. The ice sheet is now melting faster than the scientists predicted. Enter Australian actor-turned-eco-documentary maker Damon Gamo, who last took on the powers of evil with That Sugar Film. Now, you may remember he discovered the hidden sugars that most of us eat and rubbed our noses in their effects. I think there's room for a different story, a story that focuses on the solutions to some of these problems. So in 2040, what would the world look like for our daughter? if we just embrace the best that already exists. Now, his new film, 2040, offers some solutions to climate change that the other purveyors of dystopian futures are too purist to look for. The gimmick is Damon imagines his four-year-old daughter, 21 years in the future, having benefited from climate cures potentially available today. Instead of having governments that are reacting to disaster... We need governments and businesses that actually take us off in a different direction. Maybe it's farming or it can be energy, it can be housing or it can be empowering girls. Now, there are two minor drawbacks to a film like 2040. The first is the actual name of Damon Gamow's daughter. All right, just because you've got a daughter called Velvet doesn't necessarily make you smug and pretentious, but it doesn't instantly persuade people like me of the value of your position. Just be respectful to Earth. Imagine Velvet. We adopted regenerative practices like phrases, pulling the carbon into the soil and making it healthier. That's right, yeah. And we embrace efficient local energy. Bangladesh has five million solar home systems. They have their power in their own hands. This is bringing people together. And an unintended side effect of telling everyone what to do, backed up unanimously by people who think like you do, is that the smug and pretentious button gets, once again, pressed strongly and often. Not only are there so many people who want to take part in telling a new story, we have everything we need right now to make it happen. What's your 2040? Still, you don't have to win a popularity contest when you're solving the problems of the planet. It's enough that your arguments make sense and convince people who look like they know what they're talking about. Since my own scientific knowledge is so skimpy and undernourished, the best response I can muster to many of these optimistic solutions is, if you say so. People want to be working on something that they can see is actually helping to regenerate the world. Everywhere you look, you will see incredible reasons for hope. You could feed 10 billion people with the protein from marine permaculture alone. Wow. 
This is a common problem with any documentaries about global concerns. The big solutions are clearly in someone else's hands. And while I can enthusiastically cheer on the leaders of the world when they seem to be heading in the right direction, that's pretty much the limit to my influence. But here I am seeing an aeroplane that is spewing out carbon. You can't help but be a hypocrite because our entire system is built on fossil fuels. What were you guys thinking? Well, sometimes we weren't. Films like 2040 may offer intriguing views of much-repeated problems facing the planet. I'm pleased that Damon Gamow thinks he's found some solutions. But I wonder whether he's talking to the right people, in this case, me. And with no desire to seem heretical, I wish someone who disagreed with Damon was occasionally allowed to ask a couple of questions in 2040. I'd like to see deforestation being stopped because it's ruining the planet animals losing their homes. The law of coincidence is one of those mysteries in the movie business. Just as 20 years ago, two stories about young Pakistani girls in England came out the same year, so in 2013, two films came out with pretty much the same premise. An invasion of the White House, one man saves the president. The White House has fallen. One was called White House Down, starring Channing Tatum, and was dumb but enjoyable. The other had the more portentous title, Olympus Has Fallen. It starred Jared Butler and was just dumb. And for some reason, it was this one that had legs. An attack has decimated the British capital. The follow-up to Olympus was London Has Fallen, in which Morgan Freeman is promoted from Speaker to Vice President. Now a third version sees Morgan becoming full POTUS, the actual prez, with Jared Butler playing Mike Banning, his guardian angel. New title, Angel Has Fallen. I made some breakfast. You want some? Oh, no, babe, I gotta go. I'll stay safe. I promise Things have changed for Mike Banning. He now has a new wife, though everyone tactfully doesn't mention this. He's also got a new best friend ever. But the fact that Travis, his best friend, is played by Danny Houston, should have given him pause. Mike, I'm selecting you for Secret Service Director. Congratulations. I'll give him my best shot, sir. Banning Venezuela. It's a well-known fact that Danny Houston always plays the bad guy. So when things start going south, it's pretty obvious who's driving them in that direction. What is that? Are they bats? The drones! The drones! Don't move! Don't move! I'm coming to you! Next thing you know, the president is in a coma. All these Secret Service people are killed by mysterious drones. All but one, Mike Banning. So the FBI, led by Jada Pinkett Smith in yet another thankless role, immediately arrest Mike, then drive him away to prison, presumably. Why am I in cuffs? Your whole team is dead. Except you. 
Yeah, that's perfectly planned. You're being charged with the attempted murder of the President of the United States. Can't you see? I'm being set up. But before you can say the fugitive, suddenly mysterious bad guys led by Danny Houston attack the FBI and try and kill Mike Banning. But he escapes in the process, looking even more guilty than he did when he was just under arrest. Just go with it, okay? Banning is Secret Service. He knows all our tricks. He's gone. We've been getting death threats. There's somebody else behind us. It wasn't me. The president's not safe. They're going to try and finish the job. So there's the president still in a coma. There's Banning on the run, occasionally ringing his wife to let her know he's innocent. He's being chased by Jada and the FBI. He's being chased by false friend Danny Houston and his bad guys for reasons that aren't immediately obvious. He needs a surprise assistant. I am not going to stop until I prove who did this. I love you. How did you find me? I want security for the president. How do you think, Dad? I need your help. It's Nick Nolte, of all people, looking about 106 and playing Mike Banning's dear old dad. Dad's one of those survivalist guys who live below the radar in movies like Angel Has Fallen. You've been here the last five years. North Carolina before that. Alaska before that. You see, that's Big Brother for you. No, actually, it was just me wondering if you were still alive. Mike and Dad have history, or at least the writers have hastily scribbled some backstory into their dialogue together with a view to leading to some explosive scenes. Yes, things go bang on a regular basis in Angel Has Fallen. We gotta get out of here. I ain't going nowhere. Don't worry about finding me. I'll find you. This may be to cover the lack of much in the way of plot development, which can be summed up as one loud thing after another. Characterization is limited to two-word descriptions. Loyal wife, crusty father, deceptive buddy, and, of course, Jared Butler. Listen to me. We're going to make a move. Now people are going to fall. But not you. The one surprise for me happened at the end of Angel Has Fallen when a chap three seats along from me burst into spontaneous applause. Well, at least one person got what he wanted, even if no one else could muster enthusiasm to join in. You must really like fishing, Mr. President. <laughs> it's cold out here. Sorry. I anything to get out of D.C. for a while. But while he may not have generated a standing ovation, I can't believe that anyone else was actually disappointed by the film. Angel Has Fallen has one proud boast. It's exactly what you expected. It's not much, but these days it's still something. And with that view of how low the bar is set in 2019, it's time to go. I'm Simon Morris, and I hope you'll join me at the movies same time next week. Thank you. 
Do you love anime, gaming, movies, and discovering how your favorite pop culture affects everything you do? Then join us on Crunchyroll Presents The Anime Effect. I'm Nick Friedman. I'm Lee Alec Murray. And I'm Leah President. Every week you can listen in while we break down the latest pop culture news and dish on what new releases we can't get enough of. Whether you love movies, I'm going to tell you all about the uh, hopeful 4K re-release of Tron Legacy that happens. (laughs) (laughs) I'm right there with you. Or music. The music in this show is absolutely incredible. Or anime. And under this mask is another mask. (laughs) (laughs) You can discover your new favorites right here on The Anime Effect. Listen every Friday, wherever you get your podcasts, and watch full video episodes on Crunchyroll or on the Crunchyroll YouTube channel.